Hey, what's up? It's your host, Tori, and who is ready to be petty? Welcome back to another episode of RTBP. I'm so excited for today's episode. Dana, one of my IRL friends, <laughs> joins me to talk about some really fun stuff. And I feel like I haven't had a person from my real life on here for a long time, just my internet friends and fellow podcasters. So I'm really excited for you all to hear that conversation. A few updates before we get to the show. Y'all, I'm not going to stop talking about it, so you actually have to go watch it, but Summer House had another excellent episode this week. Maya and Sierra talked about their experiences as Black women in the Hamptons and on Summer House in a predominantly white group, and it was just a really candid and courageous conversation that they had and really highlighted some of the little behaviors of like exclusion and microaggressions that people of color and other people of marginalized identities face, and I just think that it is must-see television. So like I've said this (laughs) before and I'll say it again, please go watch Summer House. It is the best TV show on air right now. It is appointment television. It was really nice to have Sierra finally be able to share her experiences in Summer House and I appreciated her being raw and honest. Like I feel like we don't often get that from her and I I wonder if that is the edit or or again just consequence of you know her feeling uncomfortable or excluded and I was just happy that she yeah had a support person in Maya and vice versa so please go watch Summer House and bravo you're not listening but like you should be paying me for the amount of fucking legwork I'm putting in for this show I feel like I'm like the only one uh <laughs> But there's also a really interesting blind item on the Summer House Reddit. And I'm going to read it out for you because I think it applies to other reality TV shows. So I want to know your thoughts. But the blind item says it's from February 5th, 2018. 22. I don't know who the author is. It looks like it's like from Crazy Days and Nights. And the person writes, the producers of this reality show that uses the same base despite changes in weather are known to have staffers and sometimes even friends of staffers rain down on Reddit shortly before a season is to begin. And in the early parts of it, the narrative that is set for that season is reinforced in the online forums. They turned a cast member into someone who was hated based solely on the edit and the online pile on and then it was revealed as summer house slash winter house and the person obviously I'm sure they're talking about is Hannah Burner and I talked to David Yontef about this a few months ago with the Hannah stuff but and we don't have to get into the summer house nitty-gritty but I just think it is really interesting because this is some type of like PR that I just like didn't know existed but it makes total sense that people that work at Bravo etc are online craft these narratives under like fake accounts and that just like makes so much sense to me I think that there was I can't remember what it was but I think it's the singer on TikTok that like sings that song that's like 
A, B, C, like fuck you or something like that. <laughs> like, I don't want to sing on the podcast again. But anyways, that singer was called out because her producer was the person who commented like, you should create a song that has like the alphabet and is about like a breakup. And then she replied on TikTok with that song and then it like blew up. So like just kind of these like calculated moves that literally the untrained eye would just not see. So I want to know what you think. Do you think that people working for these big television uh, stations, I don't know why I said television stations, like I'm fucking 90 years old. These like, I don't know what the better word is, but do you think these companies are going online and like making fake accounts and talking to us viewers like they don't know and like are crafting these narratives? Because I think that's like so smart, but it also makes me sad because it's like these online forums are like what we have had to discuss with other viewers away from any like production meddling and I'm like oh my gosh we are just like another cog in the wheel so anyways I just found that really interesting but let me know and I just think like man people that work in this type of business is just so smart and we catch on to their games but like it's always too late so yeah that was just really interesting to me The last thing I want to say before I get to the show is Dana and I do a Valentine's Day social media roundup of our fave and least fave celeb couples. But after we recorded, um, Khloe Kardashian posted on her Insta stories that Pete sent her flowers. So my question for you is like, if you're single for Valentine's Day, do you want someone (laughs) like your sister's boyfriend to send you flowers or do you just want to wallow in self-pity alone because I know what I would choose and it's self-pity I'd be like no one look at me no one talk to me like no one like pretend I don't exist and this holiday doesn't exist and I would actually feel way worse if my fucking sister's boyfriend sent me flowers I feel like the move is trying to be nice but it's just not the look also the flowers looked like a little old and like a little wilty (laughs) that's just me okay but let's get to today's episode without further ado here's my conversation with Dana I'm back with a very special guest friend of the pod longtime listener Dana's back Dana how are you wow doing well uh I want everyone to know that Tori had a Valentine's Day surprise for me (laughs) Because we're recording on Valentine's Day, and she informed me that she's she's currently wearing a robe, and there's nothing underneath, so who knows what's going to happen today. I feel overwhelmed. Uh, always trying to make my guests feel comfortable and safe as we get into each episode. Okay, now I sound like someone in like a rom-com showing up to someone's house in a robe with no clothes underneath. Mm. Do you think it's more, um, it's like a, a friends to lovers trope where you're like, oops, I was just getting ready. Like, is this a seduction? I have some calls to make if that's the case. Oh my God. Oh my gosh. No, I'm just mid getting ready and just thought I, thought I would hop on and report it, record a podcast with you. But you're like, I'm going to weave this into the episode like when we were chatting before you started the first thing off the bat. Just like, hey, Tori is. And I just want to clarify also that it's not 
the Skims $300 robe, duvet robe. Mm. It's like a $10 H&M one. Honestly, it looks like silky. Like, I really Valentine's Day vibes. Okay, good. Perfect. Let's play that off as that's what it was planned for. So Dana is my IRL friend. If you're new to the pod, I was thinking like the last time that you were on, I don't even think I had show notes, timestamps, like episode outline. Tori shared approximately a million Google Docs with me <laughs> this time around, and I was immediately overwhelmed and wanted to back out. But I did my homework. I read my Google Docs. I changed my Zoom settings. It's a very professional situation over here these days it is where before I would just be like sitting on Dana's couch with sharing one microphone (laughs) just like worse sound quality just like grabbing the mic from each other like classic the OG days the OG days of RTBP yeah I will say my fellow Virgo podcasters love the nine Google Docs that I and calendar invites that I sent them but like I also Mm -hmm. feel like the biggest loser Yeah, you use the same calendar booking software that I use at my place of work, which made me laugh. I hate that so much. But yeah, this is a full business operation uh, nowadays. Yeah, Yeah, I'm even getting paid. (laughs) Yeah, stop. I'm not. I wish. Someday, someday I'll come on this podcast and get a a lump, a lump sum. Okay, so you were on episodes 14, 18, and 25, so like pre-pandemic <laughs> and this is episode 80 my google doc says yes we were talking about the college admission scandal just like a little follow-up fucking olivia jade is apparently dating jacob alordi and people say cancel culture is real like that sounds fine to me yeah i mean cancel culture is not on our agenda today <laughs> so we won't get there but i do think you're correct that people want cancel culture to be a scapegoat but in reality does it exist no no i don't think it does we talked about below deck survivor the met gala remember when we gave our hot takes on met gala looks no i can't believe you had me on on for that app i am the least qualified person to talk about met gala looks girl i'm in a fucking robe <laughs> We love to see it. That's honestly an outfit they would wear at the Met Gala, though, I feel like. The next oh, yeah. Theme is, like, what? American uh, fashion again. Oh, I was really going to speculate broadly about, uh, <laughs> like, uh, uh, daydreams and nightmares. You know? <laughs> I think that'd In be a, a postmodern society or whatever, because they mm-hmm. have to make it, like, philosophical. <laughs> Oh, goodness. Oh, my God. We also talked about hosting parties because that's something we used to do. Oh, yeah. I think I broke the news that I was moving away from (laughs) Victoria in one of these podcast episodes and hosted a going away party. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And now you're back. So now I'm back. (laughs) The times they change. We're going to talk today about some super fun things. We're going to talk about Kylie's new kid, Wolf Webster, Valentine's Day. Social media, we're going to check in with our favorite slash least favorite couples. Super Bowl Sunday, Dana's a big uh, football gal, so. I'm a football girly, so have (laughs) some thoughts. And then we both have This Week in Petty Stories to share, which I am fucking revved up for. I'm so eager to hear what Tori has to say about hers because I'm going to shut it down immediately. I know, I know, (laughs) I'm scared. (laughs) 
<laughs> like I was like, this is risky, but I have to fucking say my piece. I need to speak my truth. So. I'm already rolling my eyes. <laughs> okay, so the first story is Kylie Jenner released her baby's name, Wolf Webster. It came to us via Instagram story. And I just want to actually bring it back to you breaking the news that Kylie had a mm. child. For the first time, Stormy, you were the one that texted me the YouTube video. Yes, I do remember that. That feels like a lifetime ago. It truly does. This one, we all just like found out subconsciously on Instagram in an Instagram story. And I saw a TikTok about this and I should have wrote down the user before coming on to this very professional podcast now. (laughs) We don't do that here. (laughs) But... uh, They were talking about how it's real second child syndrome. Okay, literally. So Stormy gets a fucking 10 minute YouTube video and he gets not even a picture slide, just like (laughs) just a gray background. The like standard text with like a single heart. Wild. Wild. Do you think he's getting the second child treatment at home? I mean, it's hard to say. I think he probably has his own team of staff to take care of him. So as a rich person, is there a second child syndrome? I guess one could argue yes, based on various examples across media. (laughs) Do we think it's different because it's like a boy-girl situation? Oh, yeah, yeah. I feel like Kylie's one of those one of each. Yeah, oh, 100%. Well, look at Kim. She had Mm -hmm. girl, boy, girl, boy, like. Mm-hmm. That had to have been planned. Mm-hmm. Another thing that people are talking about that was planned is possibly her getting induced on February 2nd, 2022. It's like, how how special do you have to be to have a baby <laughs> on 2222? Okay, that's I believe her. it. I believe that too, but also if she had it on Feb 1st, I bet she was just like, I'll pay the hospital. I'll make a $5,000 donation if you just went to You think $5,000 is the cost to alter a birth certificate? Hmm. She's like, I'll build you a third wing of your hospital or whatever. Yeah, I think that, that makes way more sense. <laughs> to alter this. And then people are like talking about, okay, 2222 is like angel numbers. Oh, that's why they thought the name would be Angel. Yes. Okay, so Mm. the rumored names were Rainbow, Valentine, and Angel. What do you prefer, Wolf or any of those? I mean, uh, (laughs) if I'm naming this baby, I'm not picking any of those, you know? We could have gone with a nice, you know, Travis Jr. (laughs) How funny would that be if one of these famous people just went, Travis, Travis the second, you know? Yeah, like Tristan the second. Yeah. Oh my God, that's so funny. Um, But if I had to pick out of any of those, I think Wolf is probably the best one. I do like Angel, but I don't know. Yeah, I don't like Angel if you're like, have a North American accent like we do. But if Mm. you were like, had like a Spanish accent or a French accent, I think Angel could really work. Do we also think too, like Angel and Saint together? In too the same much. family. Yeah, too much. Too much. Well, that's what people were saying about Rainbow and Stormy. Like, it's too mm. weather related. But I actually really like the nickname Bo. Did they give this baby that nickname? No, I'm just saying. If they oh. <laughs> If they would have named it Rainbow. You're just wildly speculating. Yeah, that's 
that's what I'm here to do. Mm. But yeah, maybe Wolf is the best out of those four options. I'm not loving like Wolf Webster together. I don't know. It just doesn't sound great. But you know, they like the alliteration and like the initials being the same and stuff like that. I do think it's interesting. Like, does this child have a middle name? I don't think so because I don't think Stormy does either. And I don't think the West kids do either. I kind of like that look. I don't think in Australia and like other some like other cultures, they don't do middle names. And I'm kind of into that. I think it would have been fun if we did something like uh, another W in the middle, like a yeah. triple W. A and then you could call him <laughs> the internet. <laughs> That's my new pitch, Kylie. If you're listening, which we know you are, yeah. uh, I'm another wing and a change of that birth certificate. <laughs> yeah. I just think also like she, we know she has a penchant for naming kids and dogs with the E sound at the end, like Stormy, Normie, Rosie, all of her other like nine dogs that have disappeared. So do you think she's calling Wolf Wolfie? I mean, I would assume yes. Based on interacting with babies and children, you're always going to add that Y sound at the end. But I do think like maybe they do have a nickname for him that is not Wolf or Wolfie. Because I also think, like, Wolfie, do you think Wolf has, like, a stuffed animal named Wolfie? Like, do you think he got a stuffed wolf as his stuffy? 100%. I'm actually surprised. We're going to talk about social media later, but Kylie got a bunch of roses from Travis with, like, a big, it looks like a gummy bear, but, like, a teddy bear. (laughs) And I was like, why is that a wolf? Mm. People often name pets after other animals, you know? Yeah. Dogs named Bear. Yeah, yeah. I'm not loving this as a child's name. Neither do I. It does really seem, I don't know. And I, when I think of Wolfie, I just think of, like, a playboy guy with, like, a wolfy smile. That's really Like a predator. <laughs> My immediate thought goes to, like, a big husky that I'm like, oh, what a, what a wolfie, <laughs> yeah. you know? Yes. And it's like, neither of those things, I think, are good to associate with the name of a baby. Yeah, same here. But then I always come back to this. It doesn't matter for them because this baby will never have to work or live a normal life. It's true. It's true. But what's wrong with a stage name? You know, (laughs) let's go back to like old Hollywood. Give people, you know, regular names, traditional names, and then they can become their own person. Yeah, I love that. Such a good point. Well, we'll stay tuned on the, the Kylie Jenner, Wolfie Webster friend (laughs) wolfie webster so it's valentine's day and i've been looking at social media all day just kidding i've been working (laughs) it's a monday it's a monday but we wanted to do like a roundup of i don't know some of our favorite couples travis and courtney i feel like they kind of fell off our radar for a little bit but i'm like back on them and travis got courtney like it's like it's not a bouquet. It's not like flower arrangement. It's a full room of flowers with like probably like six foot, eight foot statues of Minnie and Mickey Mouse. Do you like this look? <laughs> Tori asked me as if in any world I'm going to be like, yeah, I think that's such a nice value. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I try to stay objective, but yeah, this is ready to be petty. <laughs> like, unleash it. I'm also just like, from a sustainability standpoint, what are we doing with these statues after this? I don't know, because 
It actually makes me sick. I think I've talked about this on someone's podcast before, but it's like the fucking balloon waste. I can't start on the balloon arches and the balloons. Oh my God. Because you know, like at least like, yes, the Mickey and Minnie thing might go into like their storage, which I'm sure is just like they own a storage complex Mm -hmm. somewhere that has all their archived outfits, decorations and stuff like that. Like I could see that coming out for a birthday party. I feel like there was, and maybe it's like, I feel like they would also never reuse stuff, but I'm pretty sure at Kylie Jenner's baby shower for Wolf, she had a bunch of giraffes statues and I was like oh that kind of looks like what Chloe did for True's baby shower so I'm like maybe they do reuse those things but I'm like yeah the balloons and the flowers just like oh my god it's tough it's a it's a tough look for sure it's definitely like when we say eat the rich this is what we're looking <laughs> yeah. at you know what I mean 100% and I think like an underrated story about Kourtney Kardashian is that she is a full-on Disney adult Mm-hmm. And that's fucking embarrassing. <laughs> like... <laughs> I do think it gets to the point where, you know, people have their interests and we we over here at RTVP <laughs> try to be respectful of the things other people like. You're right. You're right. You're right. But... I hate it. Yeah. Yeah. Same here. Okay. I think like I'm going to be real honest. I'm going to get I'm going to get real here for a second. I think if I lived in Southern California, I'd be a Disney adult. Oh, I would for sure have a season's pass. Me too. But I think there's a difference (laughs) between this Disney adult situation and like these are the people like, will they get married at Disneyland? Maybe. Probably. And I think if that is ever a thought that someone has about you, maybe they'll get married at Disneyland. You've gone too far. You've already gone too far. 100%. I sent in our group chat a bunch of Survivor Valentine's Day cards where it's like Jeff Probst being like, you're the one worth playing for, like whatever. And I was thinking in my head, I was like, has anyone been proposed to using like Survivor quotes? And I was like, eh, that might be a stretch, but Disney, like for sure. Like, Travis 100% was like, you're this, like, Cinderella and I'm Prince Charming. <laughs> oh, my. You think you think that that's what happened? I guess we'll find out here soon. Yeah, Let's get April. get that show out. April 14th. <laughs> Stop. I did not know that. That's two months from today. Yeah, I'm fucking pumped. Yeah, maybe he didn't say that, but, like, I for sure think he was like, babe, if I'm, like, your Mickey, then you have to be my mini. I'm going to throw up. <laughs> No, me first. <laughs> I don't know. Speaking of throw up. Wow. Wow. The most seamless transition I've ever heard, folks. I'm a professional podcaster. Okay. Speaking of throw up, what the fuck do the Kardashian-Jenner clan have to do with gingerbread houses? I honestly don't get it. Because objectively, if we just go back to the roots of a gingerbread house as a classic holiday treat, it is bottom tier. What? It's bottom- like it, it's like just above fruitcake. Yes. <laughs> yes. And like, sure, it's nice. It's aesthetically pleasing yeah. at the holiday time to see a gingerbread house. But why on <laughs> earth would you have a Valentine's Day gingerbread house displayed in your home? It's concerning on so many levels. And speaking of waste, it's like, you know, that just sits in their fucking foyer for a week and then gets thrown out. 
I imagine that, don't you think the kids just like go so hard on that gingerbread house? Yeah, because they are like withheld from, deprived (laughs) deprived of normal kid food. (laughs) Or here's a theory I've been working on for a while. Mm. Are these gingerbread houses entirely made of styrofoam? Oh. Are they entirely fake? And then it's just like the icing. Yeah. The royal icing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, hmm, that's a good point. Possibly. Like, everyone gets one every single year. That, or they just, like, have... This is... Okay, so my working theory is that they just have a store or like a bakery that sends it to them. Because I do know, and I'll post this on socials because everyone, like, has to know about this and know what I'm talking about but like they also have like a cake baker that they do for every birthday it's like a really shiny and like it's always like a cross stitch or like cross weave Mm. cake icing thing that was super articulate (laughs) but I'm just like okay but then if they were getting sent it wouldn't they like tag the bakery so is it Chris ordering them like I'm just confused I don't know, but we're saying it here first, folks. It needs to stop. Mm-hmm. It needs to stop. We're over it. We'll take any other holiday-themed treat. Literally. Like, Valentine's is, I guess, like, basically everything revolves around chocolate, I guess, in the holiday world. But it's like, Valentine's is so clearly, like, a box of chocolate holiday. Like, Skims posted. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get there. Yeah. <laughs> it is confusing. The whole thing, every... Every time I see a story or a post that Kourtney Kardashian does, I'm confused. Yeah. I do not know what her brand is. Neither. Neither. Because it's like wellness and like wholesome foods on Poosh. But then it's like thumb sucking, like punk chick. Disney adult. Disney adult. It's so weird. But people contain multitudes. (laughs) I also have some follow-up questions probably for another episode of the pod about how she makes money off Poosh. Oh, she doesn't. Me looking at my Poosh diffuser from sage stop <laughs> yeah it's I hate, that you have that. <laughs> I hate that i have that too i'm always like i don't support the kardashians financially and then i'm like uh plot twist folks tori is wearing a skims robe <laughs> yeah, you heard it here first okay <laughs> the last thing that courtney posted was a tumblr-esque collage of pictures of her and trav I was flipping through Instagram this morning, prepping for the podcast, of course, before work, because Tori and I both worked full work days today. Diligently, yes. And all of the people that I knew from high school are posting the same type of collages. And I just clicked right by Kourtney Kardashian's post because it blended in with every other person I knew. And if that's how you're posting, like a fucking pleb high school (laughs) like someone's high school friend from i'm not gonna say rural canada (laughs) but pretty close i think you need a reality check 100 and it's also like did she make this or did a fan account make it and she like reposted it because i don't know what's pay her assistant (laughs) to make this because Each scenario is worse than the last. 100%. Yeah. I do think that the only thing getting me to watch their show is the Travis and Courtney of it all because I just need to see behind the scenes of this relationship. If we get it, 
Yeah. I think you're asking a lot. <laughs> yeah, I know. Next on our list was Kim and Pete. Weirdly silent this Valentine's Day. They were out in New York uh, yesterday, I believe, or maybe like after the Super Bowl. She was wearing like an astronaut looking outfit. They've been going on like dinners, but nothing so far. Just a few skims ads. Yeah, it is interesting. I wonder if we are laying low due to the Kanye of it all. Uh, Yesterday was a big day that we'll get into in almost every aspect of the podcast. We have Kanye up up on deck. Literally. But it's interesting too. I wonder if, Tori and I have talked about this off pod a lot, is, uh, you know, our Kim and Pete, a PR relationship. And the general consensus is yes. And it might be my being naive. Mm. But... I also think, like, maybe this has just brought them together and solidified something that is not real. I love that. Like, could like this do be- you think they're trauma <laughs> bonding over this? <laughs> like, this is how they fall in love. 100%. And, like, I think, yes, I think 99% they are a PR relationship. But there is the 1% of me that it's, like, Kim literally said, I had all the big moments with Kanye, Mm -hmm. all like the big proposals, the big flower arrangements, the wedding in fucking France and Italy, like all of that stuff. And she just wanted the little things. Now Pete's taking her to the theater, to the grocery store, to the fucking outlet mall. Kim wanted the little things she's getting that with Pete and also just like how stressful was her relationship with Kanye, who just like it's getting troubling. So I. I kind of want to talk about it less just because I'm like, yeah. this is so off the rails that I'm like now it's concerned. unwell. Yeah. Yes, it's yes. gone to a point where it feels very witnessing someone suffering quite deeply. 100%. Yes. And like, I'm the first to make a joke about my own mental illness, but mm-hmm. like, it's like that TikTok where it's like laughing and then it's like, oh, but it really is funny. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Now is it? It's like that one where it's like that's this kind of how serious. I feel. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. I think too, like a lot of this is I imagine how much Kim's lawyers are screen recording every single thing that Kanye's posting. In this case, that's gonna be made against him for sole custody of these kids. One hundred percent. And like that's where it starts getting real and like ugly. It's dark. Yeah, one hundred percent. Yeah, I've like tried to start toning down my content about it because I'm feeling very Britney Spears in 2007 vibes, like where everything is out of control with the media and the Mm -hmm. public interest and the person is like really suffering. Yeah. And we're seeing quite clearly the impacts that while you are sick and having your own struggles, your actions can still deeply impact other people and you still have to take responsibility for that. And I think that's a tough aspect of relationships to navigate in this media circus that he's created. Literally. So with all that being said, are we going to talk about the truck full of flowers? (laughs) It's just like, what? So Kanye sends Kim a full truck with a truck bed full of flowers and on the side it says my vision is crystal clear and the crystal clear is spelled with two k's and then he tagged her on instagram i i honestly have no words i have Neither no do words I. it is 
I don't even know how she processes this moment to moment. Because if that happened to me in any breakup that I've had, I would immediately get a restraining order. Same. And here's the thing is, again, with the Pete stuff, Mm -hmm. after dealing with this, wouldn't you want someone that's so fucking easygoing like Pete? Yeah. Have dinner, you know, maybe go home. Have some have some fun time. Yeah. Smoke some weed. Laugh. And yeah. just like chill the fuck out. Yeah. Th- this is the thing. You mark my words. They're going to last forever. <laughs> you heard it here first, folks. Okay. I literally, though, sometimes like I talk about Pete and Kim so often that sometimes like I had a moment today where I was like in the shower and I was just like, this is so fucking weird. like who had this on their bingo card that these two people would even be in the same room or sentence together? Like, it's just so mind boggling to me. Just the least, like the least person I would suspect to be her bounce back after Kanye. I know. It's all very interesting with the timing of her being on SNL and how that worked out and what the, the start of that relationship, real or not, is. <sighs> This is the part that I always, it's like, when do we get the truth? It like feels like we're watching movies where we'll never get to the ending and we'll never get to know. And I find that so unsatisfying. I've been finding that a lot too with blind items. Like as I dive more into blind items and celebrity conspiracy theories, I've really been finding that too. Like I just need the tell all book or what, like I need the first hand experience. And sometimes I'm actually like full on irritated about this. Yeah. It's tough. It's like we are reading books that will never finish. Yeah. Oh, my God. We had some normie celeb posts. Some nice, wholesome content on this Valentine's Day. Yeah. You shared with me Kevin Jonas and Danielle Jonas. Our only post from a Jonas brother, I would like to note. Yeah. Um, The other two are... I guess with their babies. <laughs> I mean, if those babies aren't their Valentines, then who is their Valentine? <laughs> True. <laughs> Nick, give us a photo. Yeah, honestly. What a perfect opportunity. Um, Tori will post these after the pod, I'm sure. But mm-hmm. Kevin posted a lovely photo of Danielle and their two kids, and so cute ab- about how he loves them so much. And you know, it's always nice to see sort of some normalcy. Hillary Duff posted. A nice collage, not a collage. I would yeah. like to say. What what do <laughs> a, we call that? When a carousel. Sw- a carousel of photos of her husband Matt, and it was just in the craziness of the world. It was nice to see, just like couples in love, you know. No, nope, no PR relationship speculation. Yeah. I don't want to hear any blind items that you've recovered <laughs> about these people in this moment. It's just. Nice to see love on Valentine's Day. Yes. Okay, let's leave it at that. The Super Bowl was yesterday. The Super Bowl was yesterday. Uh, big football fan over here. The Rams beat the Bengals. Um, just just so everyone knows, because uh, <laughs> just for, you know, conversation's sake, if you ever need that in the future, that's for you folks <laughs> at home. Um, but we did, because the Super Bowl was hosted in... Los Angeles at the new SoFi Stadium. We had celebrity sightings upon celebrity sightings, I think just due to location. People we've never seen at the Super Bowl before. Yeah, and like interesting people because it's usually people, it's always like fucking Ellen and stuff. <laughs> Ellen was there, of course. LeBron LeBron James was there, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, snooze fest. Let's talk yeah. about the good people. Harry and Eugenie. 
Mm-hmm. No Megan, which I'm sure it's like, like, good for you, Megan. You don't need to go to a fucking Super Bowl. Like, maybe they could only get two tickets. Maybe. Because <laughs> Harry's like kind of on the outs. Like, Harry's like, oh, my cousin's in town. I should probably take her. <laughs> Megan's like, I guess I'll stay home with the kids. Just, you know, middle America conversation. Oh, my God. That's so funny. Oh, my God. No, she was going to be like, I don't like football and I don't need to mm-hmm. pretend to like you since you waved me up now. So Ben and Jen were there. Jen, I think, was the last year's like performer, right? I believe that she performed last year or yeah. in recent years. Yeah. They all start to blend together at some point. No, The weekend performed last year. Oh, yeah, you're right. This was two years ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They were there. Alex Rodriguez was also spotted in the crowd. Do you think we had some awkward run-ins? That's the dream. Like, that's what, that's what my dreams are made of. And the reality is, no. No. With like a, what was, what's the size of the stadium? Like, 200 million people? Yeah, it's like the biggest stadium. I want to say in the world, at least in the country. Yeah. So they obviously no. sat in different sections and their people kept them apart. But only in my dreams is it like, you know, you're walking in the high school hallway with your new boyfriend. You <laughs> see your old boyfriend. <laughs> The drama. Uh, I love that. Oh, my gosh. Olivia Rodrigo was there. She was also spotted. They did not show her one single time during the televised broadcast. Why not? They showed me all of the old white guys that were there, you know? (laughs) Mark Wahlberg. I don't know who that guy is, you know? People keep telling me that name, and it brings no bells. And then I see on Instagram, Olivia Rodrigo is here. And all the time, the NFL is complaining that they can't get anyone to watch that is not a middle-aged man. And it's like, show me that Olivia Rodrigo is there. Like, are you for real? Yeah. Uh, fuck hire us to do your marketing Super Honestly. Bowl team <laughs> Super Bowl team what is it NFL it is the NFL yeah. thank you Tori for that <laughs> hire us and we'll redo this because yeah Olivia Rodrigo's a big get well and we really should be looking at NBC because they're the ones who were televising this game hmm. and we know that there's people there that know who she is 100 so why why are we not showing her? Maybe she just wasn't visible at that moment, but... Maybe. Kanye anyway. and North and Saint were there. North looks fucking pissed. Yeah. <laughs> she was not having a good time. No, and it's interesting. I don't know if you saw Kanye's outfit at the Super Bowl. Yeah, the mask. The yeah. mask. And it's confusing to me because he also made some tweets and postering the big rant yesterday about how he was trending over the Super Bowl. And it's interesting to me that perhaps the root of this is just like, how much attention can Kanye West get? And to be trending over the Super Bowl is a pretty big deal. But I also think, you know, we're in the dying ages of football. No. You've heard it here first on oh my the Ready to Be Free podcast. Okay, hot and take. That's a hot take. I'll explain more later. Okay. <laughs> or maybe not, because I don't think that anyone listens to this podcast maybe <laughs> actually cares that football's a dying spot. We can follow up tonight. <laughs> but I do think it's interesting that he is so committed to being the center of attention, you know? Yeah. And I think that just loops back to our previous point, but... Yeah, 100%. Weird. Will Ferrell was there wearing a BC Lions jersey. Does Will Ferrell have a connection to our current home province? I do not believe so. The BC Lions have the same colors as the Cincinnati Bengals, so it could have been a joke. And he was like, the lion looks the same as the tiger? 
I guess so. But I did think that was fun. As Tori mentioned, British Columbia is where we live, and that's where our Canadian football team plays in Vancouver, <laughs> the nice CFL. But it was a weird moment. Uh, Cardi B and Offset was there. Didn't they have a child, a second child? <laughs> I think so. Uh, no, no children spotted in. Yeah, I was just like, wow. I haven't heard Cardi B an Offset in like a long while. Where's their Valentine's Day posts? It is interesting. Like, I feel like she always gets a a big flower. Yeah, and... yeah, like a Birkin bag and stuff. Mm-hmm. Speaking of people there without their babies, Olivia Munn was spotted in the. Audience. Yeah, was John there? No, of course he was Wild. not with her. She looked to be with a. Uh, to me, unidentified female friend. How many posters are going to be like, she left her baby at home. The baby's like three months old. Like, what a terrible mother. It's like, let her go to a three-hour football game. <laughs> yeah, like, fucking let her live. Jesus Christ. That is the only time we will defend Olivia Munn on this podcast. <laughs> yes. Yes, you got that right. Uh, Justin and Haley were there. Justin was rapping and sobbing to Eminem's performance. It was unhinged. Honestly, I have no words. It was definitely like growing up during, you know, the Eminem heyday. It was fun to watch, yeah. but the tears was so weird. Misplaced. To me. Yeah. It's like, are you good? <laughs> like that's the that's the kind of crying that I do at an unrelated thing when I am not well. Yeah, you me know too. me do me, me people do, are like why do. are you crying at this super bowl halftime show and you're like i've just got a lot going on <laughs> and that's literally what he was doing it was so weird and he was there with Haley, his wife and then kendall jenner and devin booker they're rumored to be engaged but no confirmation well yet. congratulations to the happy couple if true <laughs> happy valentine's day <laughs> Okay, the halftime show, in all honesty, because that's all I ask of me and my guests on this podcast, I did not watch. And I was like, of course I didn't. (laughs) Tori, it's like four minutes long. Are you serious? I was like, okay, well, I'm obviously not going to watch it like during the Sunday. No one expected that of you. (laughs) But I was like, okay, I'll YouTube it this morning. And then I was just like, I fucking cannot be bothered. Okay. I, however, watched the, the Super Bowl halftime show, and I'm sure a lot of your audience did, Tori. You gotta serve the yeah. people. You know what I mean? I know. We'll take a I poll know. in the Instagram okay. post app. I want to know okay, who watched yes. the halftime show. Okay. Yes. 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 Um, Eminem, Kendrick Lamar, Mary J. Blige, Dr. Dre, and Snoop Dogg were all in attendance. We also had a surprise performance from Fifty Cent, and as someone who watched it. It was too many people. (laughs) That is a lot of people. Like, kind of iconic group. Super iconic. Great performance. Eminem sang one song. Kendrick Lamar sang one song and, like, a remix version of another song. Mary J. Blige also sang two songs. And we got a lot of Dr. Dre and Snoop Dogg, which, like, fair enough, you know? I thought you said it was four minutes. Yeah, this is what I'm saying. Maybe it was longer than four minutes. Maybe it was ten minutes. But this is what I mean. When you have five superstars of this caliber and you have a ten-minute show, it's just not enough for the people. Yeah, one hundred percent. Yeah, I I really liked when they just did one, like when it was just Gaga, when it was just Katy Perry. Yeah, when it was just the Weekend who performed last year. 
Yeah, I haven't seen that one either. But I do think it was a very iconic, I think, performance between all of these people and a great homage, I think, to the Los Angeles area. You know, I think that's a fun, like, Super Bowl Mm. performance in Los Angeles. All of these folks who grew up there and made music there. And I think that's oh that is really nice i was on twitter during this Mm -hmm. obvi twitter was confused at who these people are like what a fucking joke (laughs) what i will say is i was talking to my dad about this you know uh middle-aged white firefighter Mm -hmm. and he told me he has never heard of any of these people and i know this in fact to be true yeah because he does not listen to anything that happens around him so like his kids (laughs) would have been playing this music and he would have no concept of that because it was not music he liked. But I think the Dan Freemans of the world, you know what I mean, are yeah. on Twitter being like, who are these people? Yeah. And then I feel like also like Gen Z is like, who are these people? We don't listen to this type of music anymore. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> it's a. It was a very nice show. But I think for the audience that appreciated it, great show. For the audience that didn't, honestly, unless you're putting the freaking like red hot chili peppers or Led Zeppelin up there, <laughs> all of these guys are going to be like, mm, I don't know who it is. You know what yeah. I mean? My dad also didn't know who The Weeknd was. He was like, oh, that was, that was a cool show. But he doesn't know. <laughs> yeah, unless it's like the fucking rolling stones this is what i'm saying we're gonna see this for the rest of our lifetime as people being like i don't know who these people are because the people that are watching football are they listening to these artists music and i think there is some crossover yeah there's a venn diagram for sure but i think you know We've got a big group in that category that would have no idea who these people were. Yeah, that's so fair. The only person I want to see perform at the halftime show, and I would watch it live, is Miss Taylor Allison Swift. Let me tell you, if my two greatest loves in the world, (laughs) NFL football and Taylor Swift, came together. Champ and your cat Pepper? Mm, (laughs) No. If my... And let's say the Indianapolis Colts were in the Super Bowl <laughs> yes. while Taylor Swift was playing the halftime show. I would die a happy girl. Yeah. Would you pay like the $10,000 for the ticket? Oh, I want to say no, but hopefully I'm in a more economically stable <laughs> aspect of my life and I can't afford it because I absolutely would. Oh, my gosh. So people were saying that she couldn't perform because she has a deal with Coca-Cola. <laughs> Everyone knows the brand. I've never um, heard of it. Is this a... I'm like sipping sneaker, a sneaker brand or <laughs> no, I'm sipping a little Diet Coke right now. Mm. Um, do you think that that's true? Because it's like a the Pepsi halftime show. Yeah, I think it's possible. People are saying it ends in 2023. I think the big thing with the Super Bowl as well is essentially you have to pay to play. So you are funding the entire Super Bowl halftime show yourself. They do not pay you to perform at the Super Bowl halftime show. Oh. You take that on as an individual to come up with the the sets and the design and the people and they'll have people there to like help you set up and those kinds of things. But they don't pay you to play the Super Bowl halftime show. So you're essentially doing it for exposure. Okay, so is that why there was like ten like sort of washed up (laughs) celebs this this year? I mean (laughs) it's possible. They all chipped in. (laughs) <laughs> it lowers your commitment when you only have to practice and sing one song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But fascinating. Do we have I like do any think... figures on that? Like how much it would cost? <laughs> uh, unfortunately, I didn't pull that data um, <laughs> before the show. 
that's my bad. I'll take that on. <laughs> but I do think, you know, the Super Bowl halftime show is iconic. Like, I would love to see her perform there, but I don't. I think we might be waiting until Super Bowl 70 in 24 years when Taylor Swift is our washed up celebrity, if you will. Oh, no. Not that I ever think she'll be washed up, but I think, like, this is typically when folks play the halftime show. Right, when they're, like, yeah, really. Or looking for an image or an exposure or some other reason. Nice. Look at you with your PR brain. What can I say? (laughs) listening to rtbp i was just gonna say say, you've been listening to this podcast too much anything else you want to say about super bowl sunday before we move into this week in petty no great game uh good times i wanted to host a super bowl party but didn't because sometimes they're like oh you know some people are watching the game and some people are eating the snack if i invited my friends over to my home for super bowl sunday i would be the only person watching the football game and i just couldn't live like that so we skipped it this year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. You're right. I do love Super Bowl, like, football snacks, though. Yeah. We just need some more football watchers in the gang, you know? Yeah. And I just don't think I'm going to get it here. No, I don't think so either. Nah. So, this weekend, Petty... Dana, do you want to go first or second? Um, I can go first. Okay. We are celebrating Valentine's Day today, and I've seen a, a few birthday posts as well. And I feel like maybe I've talked about this on the podcast before. <laughs> but as uh, this is my hill to die on. As someone who has a birthday four days before Christmas, I just want to say it freaking sucks. It sucks to have your birthday on a holiday. Yeah. Because as much as people are like, oh, it's your birthday, it's also like, You're getting, I'm sure, birthday presents in Valentine's Day bags and Valentine's Day chocolate as your birthday present. And that just freaking sucks because everyone else that's not born on a holiday gets other things. Yeah. And also, yeah. If your birthday's on Valentine's Day, I'm sure these people have set boundaries with their partners, but are people (laughs) combining gifts? Because I do not stand by that either. I know, because you've set that boundary in your life. That is correct. Uh, my, I was born on my mom's birthday, who's also four days before Christmas. So she was a very big advocate for me as a child that I also got to have a birthday. But I also think, here's what I'm petty about too, the ranking of holidays. You know what I mean? If you got a Valentine's Day birthday, your Christmas birthday, Halloween birthday, you're kind of hooped. Yeah. You have a St. Patrick's Day birthday. You're fine. You're probably fine. If you're in university, you get to go out and party. Yeah. You know what I mean? A Canada Day birthday, you're probably fine. Now you can just make your birthday all about you because we we don't want to celebrate that anymore. You know, but it's just like you have a Labor Day birthday. Great. Long weekend. You have a Valentine's Day birthday. Imagine. Here's my worst case scenario. You get proposed to on Valentine's Day. It's also your birthday. That is your entire present. You don't get any other presents. And maybe I'm too focused on presents. That's maybe something I've just realized. Is, Is gift receiving or gift giving your love language? I mean, I also have this theory that love languages is fake, fake. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Because I think all of those are my love languages. Yeah. Okay. I know. Okay. I think that colloquially people are like, what is your love language? But I think it's just actually like, what's the ranking of your love language? Yeah. Because Because I think they're all everyone's love languages. Absolutely. But I would say I love giving a gift. I love receiving a gift, but I also love all the other love languages. Yeah, Word, me too. Words of affirmation, acts of service. Yeah. 
quality you know? time. And I also think there's so much shame around liking liking gifts. Yeah, or liking, fuck that. Like giving gifts, getting gifts. No. Anyway. No, we're material girls. We're, <laughs> we are material <laughs> girls. And I think like the joy of giving a gift to someone is honestly almost unmatched. When you like find a great gift for someone and you get to give it to them, the joy. And I think that we should put a ban on people being born on holidays. Yeah. I think that Kylie Jenner should go around, pay off all these hospitals, <laughs> and they will start putting people's birthdays farther away from the holiday. No, I completely and agree. I would like to send out some formal recognition of everyone who had a birthday today on Valentine's Day. And I'm sorry for you. HBD to those. HBD, folks. So I agree because it's like if you were born on New Year's or St. Patty's Day, it's like fun because there's always going to be something going on, but it doesn't like overshadow. But you're right, like Halloween, Christmas. And like, let's say you are a girl or a guy. Or any other person who's born on Valentine's Day. And all of your friends are big Valentine's Day people. You know? Like, I think this would not be a problem for me personally on Valentine's Day. Because plot twist, after this podcast, Troy and I will be hanging out IRL with our other friends to eat heart-shaped pizzas. But if you're a person and all of your friends are coupled up and, like, into Valentine's Day, it's like your your birthday is just you. Yeah. And I think that's sad. I will say one thing to make this about me. I would expect nothing less. <laughs> My birthday is August 31st. We can celebrate listeners once it gets here. Start <laughs> counting down. I'll just send throwing... you Tori's P.O. Box number so you can <laughs> start sending your gifts. Just throwing it out there. But my birthday is August 31st and it did kind of suck like it's not right on Labor Day but it usually backs into Labor Day and I remember growing up like in elementary school and high school most of my friends were camping with their families that's like such a big thing to do in BC on the Labor Day weekend like the last hurrah before school starts and then when I was in university it's like everyone's getting their shit together for the start of school they're moving they're doing student leadership training like we were and it often gets like overshadowed by the start of school so I just wanted to you know yeah okay here's what we're gonna do Tori's gonna put one of those little question box that's like um do you have a good birth date if so (laughs) share what your birth date is because maybe all birthdays are bad yeah maybe that's the message we've learned today I love how you're doing all my social media for me we're gonna after this podcast ends so I don't forget because I literally forget everything after every conversation I have. Mm-hmm. As a person, you're going to have to We'll tell do me our follow-up all- notes? Yes, yes. In our, in our shared Google Doc? Yes, please. <laughs> yeah. Gotcha. Okay, my This Week in Petty... I can't with this. Go ahead. ...is fucking Wordle. I have never played it, nor will I ever. Uh... I hate things that other people like. (laughs) Okay, Tori. (laughs) Okay, here's the thing. I'm a big Twitter gal, and Wordle has absolutely taken over Twitter. It is so Mm -hmm. fucking annoying, everyone posting their scores. What do the little boxes mean? Okay, okay. (laughs) First of all, what I'm going to tell you is maybe you wouldn't be so annoyed if you could participate in the conversation, which you actively can because it's a free website that you just go to. There's no barrier here for you. 
I just, the barrier is me not wanting to do I'm it. Like, I'm sorry, on this podcast, you want me to explain what Wordle is with the boxes? Is that not good content? Oh, uh, okay. So you start out with your five boxes. You yeah. type in a word. Okay. If the letters are in your word, they're yellow. If they're in the correct spot in the word, they turn green. Okay. If they're not in the word, they turn gray. You then take those clues and make your next word. You have six chances. You got to figure out the word. So it could just be any five letter word in the world. Yeah, which is really challenging. <laughs> yeah, like what the fuck? Often, <laughs> often I play. I did not play for a long time. I will say that yeah. because Champ, my partner, is very good at this type of game. This is where yes. his brain is. Yeah, And I just like couldn't live with the shame. <laughs> Yes, or it's the, like when we watch Jeopardy with him. Yes, Fuck the that. potential shame of not doing well. But what I will say is like some days he gets it better than I do and some days I do. And it's just, it's a nice little game that connects your friends. We also in our group chat send the... Um, the scores. Yeah, let's talk about that. <laughs> and uh, Tori's like, well, no, I'm not playing. And it's just like, <laughs> just try it. This is this is me with like Ted Lasso and like Okay. Everything. No, we're gonna do it right now. Tori, open the app. No, I can't. Where's your phone? Yes, you can. Okay, okay, I'm pulling it up. Wordle.com. Is that what it Word- is? Yes. Okay. And luckily we'll release this podcast later, so we don't have to worry about spoilers. <laughs> Play wor- Wordle. Yes. And you'll notice it gives you the instructions on the page once you go to it. Tori is looking into the Zoom as confused as a person could look. <laughs> it's loading. It's Hello? loading. What year do we live in? What do you I mean? I don't know. Did you go to the app? It's not an app, Tori. Is it on the New York Times? Yes. It's loading. <laughs> Too many people are playing. It's going to crash. Okay, here's my next question for you yeah. folks. Have you ever had the Wordle page load for you? Or is this a Tory <laughs> yeah. problem? That'll be one of those yes, no, those those option ones. Oh, goodness gracious. Okay, I'm clicking on it. Can't play. Sucks. That sucks. I will continue this at our hangout later. Okay, we'll play tonight. Okay. Here's the thing. Last thing. Wordle About Wordle? Yes. Oh my. Wordle scores are like when you have a dream. And you want to tell people, hey, guys, this is what I dreamed about. And no one gives two fucks. That's your Wordle score. No, Tori. No, it's not. That would be like if we're all having the same dream every night. And we're like, hey, did you get to that part? (laughs) And you're like, oh, my God, I did get to that part. Wordle is a shared experience. So people could be like, oh, I guess these words. And you're like, oh, I guess these words in a row. And people are like, how did you get there? And it's, like, fun to have something that you do with your friends every day. This is why, at the top of this podcast, I said, I don't want to hear Tori's (laughs) nonsense about Wordle. This is is a shared experience. It's like, did you ever play those games back in the day when they were like, oh, draw something is big, and now you have to play draw something. Oh, yeah, draw something. Wow, what a throwback. (laughs) It's just like, wow, how fun to do with your friends. Yeah. But you you don't do it with your friends. (laughs) But you do. And then you get to brag about how smart you are to your friends. Yeah, that's fair. I do like doing that. This morning I had to help Champ solve it. And he felt like a big dummy, you know? Okay, well, I'm going to tease him relentlessly about that tonight. You should. It will be hilarious. But I think that here's what I think, Tori. I think you just got to give things a chance. 
before you <laughs> poo poo all over them. Yeah, that's fair. But what would this week? <laughs> what would <laughs> petty be? Yeah, what would? Well, you can be petty about Wordle once you've tried Wordle. I think it's just to be like uh, tw- all Twitter's talking about is Wordle. It's like okay, well you can talk about that too. Okay, this is a promise that I may or may not keep. I will play Wordle and on the next episode or in the outro of this episode, because I'll record that later, I'll give my new take on Wordle. Mm-hmm. Great. And then I we'll can't see wait. where I stand. I can't wait to listen to this episode of the pod so I can get the <laughs> update. Okay, perfect keep you guessing okay Dana that is it do you usually plug your socials I can't remember I mean I definitely used to I only have Instagram really and it's private so I guess if you want to request to follow me it's uh at Dana Ray Freeman but I'm mostly just posting content about my life I'm not like I'm not like your podcast friends you know I'm just like a gal (laughs) you're just a gal I'm just a gal on to roast story about not trying new things yeah. Um, but yeah, if you want to follow me, I'll briefly look at your Instagram and consider it. So. <laughs> okay. Next time you're on, we can talk about, yeah, who you have as friends on, like whether you choose to accept or decline mm. friend invites. I just went through all my Snapchat friends yesterday and deleted three quarters of them. God, that, that like there is no <laughs> better feeling Truly. Oh my gosh. I keep my numbers so low, like Mm -hmm. in the 200s. On Snapchat? No, on everything. (laughs) Snapchat, I have like four people. Wow. I have like eight people on Snapchat. (laughs) Also, now we're old because we're still using Snapchat. (laughs) Darn. Okay, we have to end it now. We have to end this. Thanks for coming on, Dana. Happy to. Anytime. (laughs) Invite me back. And there you have it. Thank you so much for listening. And thank you so much to Dana for coming on today's episode. I wanted to give you a Wordle update. I ended up doing my first one with my friends on Monday. And of course, it was like the hardest one ever. But it was like fun because again if you're a long time listener you know that I love like puzzles and you know I've played like online survivor and this felt very like it would be on survivor like in a challenge kind of my nerdy side but you know how it is so I've been playing Wordle every day since I have been sharing my scores with this singular friend group and you won't catch me posting my scores on socials because I still think that's obnoxious, (laughs) like hella, hella obnoxious. But I will admit the game is really fun and I might do old ones slash like do the like the Taylor Swift one. Anyways, thanks again for listening. Thank you so much to Nate for editing today's episode. I hope you are safe and healthy out there. As always, I'm your host, Tori, and I'm ready to be petty. See you soon. Bye.